Welcome to Halftone, a podcast from the Fabric Workshop and Museum. This season takes inspiration from Bitter Fruit, our current exhibition featuring a collaboration with painter Ahmed Al-Sudani. At the workshop, our studio team worked with Al-Sudani to translate the visual language of his paintings into large sculptural forms. If you haven't seen the show, here are some of the impressions of our staff to help you envision Bitter Fruit. The exhibition is located in a very large, open space. It's narrow, with high ceilings and an ornate window at the far end of the gallery. Between the entrance and the window, there are five large-scale sculptural installations. The forms seem to have been frozen in the act of twisting, breaking open, or falling apart. The saturated and almost playful colors, combined with the textures and forms, create a sense of uneasiness that permeates the atmosphere of the gallery. The fur, the oozing, the dripping, raw, glistening textures, the holes, and the dark abyss of the platforms on the ground that seem to draw you into them, all speak to something deeper, a sickness or a festering wound, something bright but rotting that we hold in our bodies. I started thinking about the word bitter in the exhibition's title. Bitter can be a harsh taste that lingers on your tongue or a feeling that arises from a persisting anger, the experience of unfairness that feels irreconcilable. Ahmed al-Sudani said that he was inspired by teacher and activist Abra Mirapol's poem Bitter Fruit. Mirapol described the way the image of Thomas Shipp and Abram Smith being lynched lingered in his mind for so long and spurred him to write his poem. Bitter Fruit was first set to music as a protest song against lynching and later recorded as the song Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday. Walking through the gallery alone, I felt like I was entering into a relationship with these forms. I felt the responsibilities of a witness. Many of the forms are severed, as if half of their bodies have been lost or left behind. Where did they come from? Will they be okay here? I began to think about estrangement and belonging. I remembered a book written by my neighbor, Palestinian poet Ahmad Amala, also with the word bitter in the title, called Bitter English, and specifically a poem he wrote entitled Abandon. Abandon. In the window shop, something like a pair of gloves maybe feels abandoned. To identify it passing by in the cold morning breeze is not as difficult as one might think. However, the plastic orange under the bridge reminds me of home. The pipes are long but can be tall with the application of heat and the pulling of each end not by horses or anything of that harsh sort. I have also identified a red bike now staring at me from outside as I stare back at it behind window panes in the shop contemplating abandon. 
Ahmad's poem made me think about how the elements in the city that remind a person of home or remind them of their estrangement are so personal and hard for others to know. In the city of Philadelphia, what might these elements be? We invited two artists who recently settled in Philadelphia to walk home from the fabric workshop and museum and record their reflections on this walk. Here is Ahmad Amala walking home. I don't usually talk to myself in, uh, in Arabic or in English. I don't talk to myself in Arabic or in English. <laughs> I don't know. I talk to myself in some other language that I invented uh, that nobody understands except myself. So I feel a little bit uh, self-conscious and pretentious talking to myself like this. Now I'm trying to think of bitter fruit. I guess bitter is, is a word I, I use to uh, describe uh, the English language, bitter English. And uh, that's the language of my day-to-day -day life, daily exchanges and transactions. That's what I got used to. But now uh, and then I feel that bitterness. And something points out to my alien status. And uh, I just uh, keep going, walking away walking towards something. Okay, so uh, we all don't want to be uh, pigeonholed. Uh, whatever that means. And I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so But we uh, have to be stationed to somewhere, something. And then we all want to step outside of that somewhere so we can embrace the world or so can the world embrace us. There's something along these lines. Uh, and uh, you don't know where to draw the line. Partly, I think, because we're inherently confused and inherently dissatisfied and uh, in desperate need to be remembered. So we uh, come up with this fiction, I guess, uh, to one corner where everybody's seeing us from the angle. But the truth of the matter is that we can only be seen from that angle. We can only see ourselves from that angle. Maybe the source of... Uh, 
pain that we have in the new place is essentially related to that the fact that we want to forget, but we can't. And it always goes back to that place and that angle we came from. Feels like once you're out of home that the world is kind of sick and uh, rotting and uh, very grotesque at times. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's the problem with exile or being kind of in exile. Is that uh, once you uh, lack the elements of uh, belonging, what stations you to a certain place you feel like you belong to everybody around you. And uh, that's not a good feeling until you get used to it and try to make something out of it. I'm not sure I'm 100% used to it. I think I'm getting there recently, especially after my mother passed away uh, last year. Uh, Something was always she was alive, I think there was something that was always eating at me to be in a different place, particularly where she is. Yeah, maybe recently I don't feel the uh, sense of belonging so urgently. I don't feel I need to be in that place. Maybe that's okay for now feel at ease in this kind of new non-belonging that I'm experiencing and uh, I see a very very beautiful white dog that reminds me of a cartoon show that I used to watch Belle and Sebastian uh, which is about a big white dog that was running wild, scaring everybody, although there was no reason for people to be scared. It was the nicest thing on earth. He loved people. And uh, the only one to discover that was the boy, Sebastian. And uh, feeling in need to find his mother, the boy, Sebastian, befriends this uh, dog that has been uh, labeled as dangerous and evil just kind of uh, runs away from home with that dog crossing one border after the other in Europe looking for his mother and encountering 
one adventure after the other. But this show is actually about a kid looking for his mother. Yeah, since I left Palestine. Uh, I think I was in search for my mother uh, all the time and remembering her all the time. And uh, she always felt like the, the home figure for me, the figure to go back to. And uh, when I did go back, found that she was losing her memories, receding to a state of childhood caused by uh, her disease, Alzheimer's. And then uh, she passed away recently, last year, last summer. And I'm uh, no longer looking. Or maybe I'm looking all over right now. Most of the time when I dream, I dream about a uh, home. I, or I have a figure from home. Or I'm like in a very strange place. Uh, the worries of, I get worried and I get anxious about things in this world that I live in while I'm experiencing it. And no, if I, if I manage to brush it off and go to sleep, uh, I'm uh, usually going back to home. And home wasn't, wasn't really a, an easy place on so many levels. Uh, it was the uh, familiar level, which was not easy for me. And, uh, there was, of course, the political level, which was also not very easy. Uh, and uh, when the mind goes back to home, uh, it also experiences a certain kind of anxiety and trauma. You know, sometimes it passes very quickly and peacefully. You reconnect with the world here, with the people that you love here, if you have people that love you. Uh, easy sometimes to establish these relationships. Uh, while you're under this kind of emotional strain, I guess, or just going back and forth. Mainly undecidedness about where you want to be and how you're going to present yourself to that place you're going to be in. And uh, 
And I'm very often you fail to connect with this world and to the people of this world until uh, I guess you somehow connect to it. All right, that's good enough. Thank you, uh, self, for talking to the self. It was nice. And uh, now it's time to uh, just uh, end this conversation. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Halftone, a podcast from the Fabric Workshop and Museum. This season of Halftone is presented in connection with Bitter Fruit, an exhibition by artist Ahmed Al-Sudani at the Fabric Workshop and Museum. Support was provided by Maya Palmgarten-Parker and John Parker. Halftone is produced by Katie Perry and Alec Unkovic, engineered by Joel Metzler at Milkboy the Studio. Our music was contributed by Shara McCutcheon. Special thanks to our collaborators, Ahmad Almala and Anna Mosquera, as well as members of our visitor services team, Christina Santore, Olivia Dwyer, and George McLeod, who contributed reflections about the exhibition to this episode. Find more information at fabricworkshopandmuseum.org slash halftone. We hope you'll join us next time.